0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host. Yeah, 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 yeah. This season on The Real Housewives of New York City. <laughs> go Oh, it? Yeah. We look actually so look really hot. Welcome to Harlem. Yes. I like Ebony a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you is can there? twist. Diana. No, I'm Michelle. <sighs> I get my help wrong. Hmm. She says she get her help wrong. Right. The help comment was a little triggering for me. Here's to hospitality assistance. Don't overstep your bounds. I will step wherever the f- I want to. It's Stop, Morgan. Stop oh. the drinking. Get real. What happened to class? Elegance His dick is bigger than his balls That's ah, honestly what we really need Elegance and class We're an old goat Sonia, come on I'm TA! You're a f***ing hoe You're a hoe You're a hoe You're a hoe, You're a hoe. Biggest Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Rony season is upon us. You know it's my favorite time of year. The trailer just came out. I played a little snippet for you guys. That wasn't the full thing. That was a shortened version of the trailer. And we have to break it down frame by frame, scene by scene. Because honestly, what are we here for if not for that, you guys? I loved it. I'm excited. Am I missing Dorinda? Of course I am. Thank you course I'm going to miss her. I, I lit my Dorinda Medley prayer candle uh in honor of her yesterday because I miss her in the trailer even. And look, do they do the same sort of trailer every season? Of course they do. Of course they do. They start off with some laughs and they get into the drama and then they play the classical music where we see just pure chaos unraveling. You know, Sonya's always pissing in the street or a cornfield or wherever the hell she's taking her pants down. She's yelling about JP Morgan. Uh It's still, it's great to me. Because, it's, again, it's the same thing we see every time, but I'm still very excited. I don't care. I don't care what that makes me. It is what it is, but I'm excited. Let's start from the beginning. So the trailer opens with uh, this naked man. They do a countdown. They're like, three, two, one. And then there's a naked man that they're painting outside. And I didn't even think of this as a COVID activity. But now I'm thinking these Roni producers are getting really creative because we've been watching COVID-era Housewives for a while now. And they're always trying to do things outside. Well, let me tell you something. The Roni producer stepped it up and gave us some dick outside, and they had the women paint him. And that, to me, was a brilliant move. I'm so glad we're not seeing, I don't know, the Dallas women were hula hooping outside at one point. Like, this is a way better idea. Way better idea. Then we see the women doing a tug of war with Martin. You know, Martin, the trainer, he's back. You know, back for some, what is it, Tinsley's boxing uh, coach, he's back. Tinsley, by the way, who's not going to be on this season either. She broke up with the Coupon King. The Coupon, I hate to even call him a king. He's a Coupon Demon in my eyes because I hated that man ever since the beginning. And now Tinsley's not with him. And it was reported that he like just sort of blindsided her about breaking off the engagement. And now I'm wondering, is Tinsley going to come back to New York? I think she's in maybe Miami or Chicago at this point. But I could see her coming back to New York. You know, she's still close with Leah McSweeney, so maybe we get Tins back in there. Game set, she still needs a match. Game set, now I need a match. She still needs that match. So maybe we get her back in New York next season. I'm not sure. You know, wouldn't it be great? My dream of dreams is that maybe they're still filming a couple scenes for this upcoming season of Roni, and at the end of the season, Tinsley just comes in on a, a chariot or something. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, I'm, I miss Tinsley at the end of last season. I know she left us abruptly, but I gotta say, I gotta stick up for Dorinda a little bit too. She said some really nasty things. We do know last season she said some awful things regarding the, a turkey baster comment that was totally uh, across the line. We know that it, it, there was a line drawn and she stepped over it with that comment. But in terms of the Scott thing of it all, you know, uh, Dorinda was right a little bit. Maybe she, uh, Tinsley shouldn't have ended up with that coupon demon. He, she shouldn't have been with him. What an asshole. So I'm praying for Tins. You know, I want her to just find some good lovin' somewhere from someone. Um, but so she's missing. What else do we got here? Uh, so the Martin is back. The trainer is back. And I can't wait to see him. I loved him. Um, then we see in the trailer, Leah's dancing on a hot man with his blouse off. And Ramona says, she's getting more action than a toilet seat. I'm so excited. Now, Leah... Famously, her first season got really drunk with the tiki torches and was throwing them in the pool, and she was a really mess. Remember that was when the next morning they found the vibrator in the chicken? (laughs) I love talking about Roni, because it's like we all just understand that one morning all of these women who are over 40 woke up with the vibrator in the chicken. Like, we all get that, you know, when it comes to Roni. Just absurd things happen. But Leah, now this season, apparently is sober, so... I'm very excited. It seemed from the trailer, like we're still getting some outrageous, wonderful Leah. Um, it's just going to be a different version of it. And, you know, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how it goes. But she's dancing on a man getting more action than the toilet seat. Then there's some sort of beauty pageant going on where Lou is twirling batons. And look, all the women are wearing sashes in this scene. I'm not sure where they're at. looks like they're maybe in like a big barn or something. But they're all wearing sashes. I think Luann's sash, I paused it, you know, I'm doing my research here at Everything Iconic at Boston, And I believe it said Miss Sachet or Miss Sachet Away or something. Unclear. But I was trying to find out. You guys, I had my, my monocle on, my detective cap, like Angela Lansbury in Murder, She Wrote. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck Sash is Luann wearing in this trailer. It should have said Miss Giovanni. I feel so happy when I'm talking about Roni, you guys. Um, and then there's this scene, you guys. One of my favorite scenes that I've ever seen on this, sh- on this network. It's a scene of all these women dancing with pink boas on and pasties over their nipple bubbies. And I was literally watching them. They're dancing around so joyously. And I'm not kidding you. I was watching at home clapping along like one of those monkey toys that claps with the cymbals. You know, that's how I felt. Because I was just watching this trailer, clapping, so happy They were all dancing topless with pink boas. I don't even know what that's about. What were they doing? They're all like, oh, we look so good. We look really hot. And they did look good. And I'm very excited to see, although Ramona, who last season threw a big fit at her birthday party because Leah was like dancing on another woman. Now Ramona's just dancing with her bubbies out. And I've never seen Ramona look happier. Never seen that smile on that woman. I mean, she's been with us for so many years, that Ramona Singer. And here in season whatever we're in, season 25 or whatever fuck season this is, Ramona's happier than ever to just have her bubbies out. So that, I am i can't wait for that scene. Just give me more, give me more of that scene. Need to know what's going on. Then we cut to Ramona and Sonia cheersing with three black women. Now, one of them we do know is Ebony. And uh, Ebony says in this scene, welcome to Harlem. So Ramona and Sonia are in Harlem. And it looks like uh, there's another um, another woman who I believe is going to be a friend of, who I think is going to be more in the later half of the season. Um, but I believe she was in that scene too. But uh, Luann says in a voiceover, "I like Ebony a lot," which really means that Luann hates Ebony, right? Like uh, that's the psychology of this all. Somebody's saying that so vocally, and that's what the editors are leading us to believe that Luann and Ebony obviously have an issue because Luann's like, "I really like Ebony." So I know what that means. They're not fooling me. They're not bamboozling me. Um, then uh, Ebony seems great. She says, I'm not Toni Morrison in this bitch. I can't teach everyone everything. And that just was, uh, Ebony's going to be a great addition. And finally, we have some diversity on this show. I mean, it's about fucking time. Um, but yeah, she looks good. She looks funny. She looks confident. She looks great. I can't wait to see more. And then uh, Ramona, they're at her house, and she uh, says something about her help. She says, I get my help's name wrong. And Ebony points out, she says, look, the help comment was triggering to me. And so Ramona, when confronted about that in the trailer, she says, well, let's cheers to hospitality assistance. So she's trying to diffuse the situation. Now, I, I kind of believe, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but I believe that they're, we're, they're making us think that the real problem is going to be Ebony and Ramona. But I bet you they're trying to just fake us out. So I would believe that it's really Ebony and Lou that are going to have the trouble. I don't know if it's going to be Ramona. Maybe I'm too optimistic about it. But I really feel like they're trying to, you know, make us think we're going one way and then they go the other way. You know, they're trying to bamboozle us, like I said. Uh, then let's see. Uh, I have, oh, uh, Ebony says, I have more education than anyone at this table. And then this is where we do get a little Luann versus Ebony. Ebony uh, Luann says, don't come in my house and tell me I don't have an education. Don't come in my house and tell me I don't have an education. (laughs) My Luann impression again, you guys. It's back, and it's basically just Cookie Monster. That's really all it But (laughs) is. Don't tell me I have an education. Cookie Monster mixed with a little Yoda, I think. Um, And then Ebony's like, well, I can leave this fucking house, Lou. That's basically what she says to her. I'm excited for that dynamic. Then, speaking of Lou all of a sudden in our, my ears if you put headphones on when you watch this trailer you'll you'll hear the clunky alex mccord music you know the chords that they used to play when alex mccord would saunter onto screen you know it's like da dum da dum da dum <laughs> every time every time alex mccord would come onto this uh come into frame they'd play that fucking music like it was the adams family or something um well we hear a little bit of those chords and it's revealed that Lou is with this man named Garth. Now uh, hear me out. Was Garth the man that was from last season who was like the, the dog person and then also the masseur? Remember that last season? I can't remember and I meant to look it up. You guys don't correct me because I really don't care, but I do believe maybe it was that man who was like the dog person or the dog washer. Remember he came over the house and then Lou was like, can you give me a massage? Uh, that was, int- is that the same Garth? Unclear. He looks like him, if not. He does look like although I will point out that he's wearing camo cargo pants. Just want to point that out. Let's take a moment to just take that in. Breathe that in. Luann, one-time a countess, is now seemingly dating a man who's wearing camo cargo pants. So she's really been on a journey with us. Never thought she'd end up with a man named Garth in camo cargo shorts, but here we are. She went from uh, presenting at award shows in Italy... To dating a man named Garth with camo cargo shorts on television, you guys—that's our Lou, always surprising us. That's why Luann's a good reality star. Every season, you're like, "What the fuck is happening with Lou? She's a cabaret star now. And now she's dating someone fucking named Garth. Can't figure out. Can't make heads or tails of Luann ever. When I see this show, and that's why she's lasted so many years on this program. I gotta say though, I—I th- I sort of thought Garth was gay. Am I remembering him incorrectly? That man that was the massage therapist, I know Luann was like I I remember that visual of Luann like getting a back massage, which I could use a back massage. I could use one right now, you guys. I'm so tense. Been really I'm working on a couple extra projects and I feel like I'm just holding all the stress in my upper right shoulder. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is I thought Garth was gay. Maybe I heard that wrong or remember that wrong. Or maybe I just did he just seemed gay to me. You guys, I have a an urgent care doctor. Let's take a little detour for a second. There's an urgent care doctor I go to that I swear I I was certain that he was gay. Let's take a little urgent care doctor detour. You guys I go to this man in Hollywood and I swear I thought he was gay for the longest time because you go and he just like flirts with you. Like I could go in with a, a cough and he'll be like, Let me check your glutes. It's like, sir, my glutes are fine. My glutes are fine, but we go to him because there's no wait time and he prescribes you the good stuff. So, you know, you could go in there and say, my arm is sore. And he'll be like, Do you want the cough syrup with codeine? And it's like, Yes, sir, I'd like that. Um, so he's a little inappropriate, but I remember the one time I went in there and we were talking about Divas Live 1998, and it was like a solid, like 10 minute conversation about Divas Live 1998, which was one of the greatest televised. Concert specials of all time. And at one point, I'm not even kidding you guys, this urgent care doctor, uh, who's a, an older gentleman, probably 60 plus, lovely man, but he got teared up in his eyes talking about Carol King, who was a featured performer at Deaver's Live 1998. And he got teared up. And then randomly, he's like, yeah, my wife Rita. And I'm like, you're who? You're what now? You, who's a what now? And then <laughs> Then he proceeded to tell me about his wife, Rita, and it was just like a surprise. So I don't know. I'm thinking about uh, my urgent care doctor as I'm seeing the scarf on screen. And you know what? Honestly, good for the urgent care doctor to just break uh, masculine norms because it's about time. You know, men, straight men are allowed to like Carol King in Divas Live 1998. I mean, that's something we should applaud. It just took me by surprise. I'd never heard that from a straight man before. So it took me by surprise. Um, but, you know, it, it, 2021... 2021. We're not uh, uh, adhering to societal norms anymore these days, you guys. We're breaking those stupid traditions of masculinity and femininity, and we're going forward. Um, So let's see. Then we cut to the women in Salem. They say in the voiceover, welcome to Salem, bitches. And the women are then dressed as witches, and we see them at like a psychic or a crystal ball. I saw a crystal ball, and I'm not sure what that was about, but I did see them around a table uh, with a crystal ball very excited to see what happens there. I love a psychic on these shows. And I believe we've seen a lot of psychics, but I can't remember seeing this uh, crystal ball ever on any of these shows. I don't remember it. I'm sure it's happened. But you know, these things go in one year out the other. I forget them. I forget them. Then Leah says in Salem, as fucked up as 2020 is, it's at least better than uh, 1692. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. Um, so then we see Sonia saying, I feel checked out. I don't know if she's telling a therapist this or somebody else, but she's a big hot mess. She screams something about J.P. Morgan. Not J.P. Morgan! Like, she's screaming about J.P. And honestly, you guys, I love Sonia Rita. Love her. She's a comedic legend. Up there with Lucille Ball and the greats. Mary Tyler Moore, Lucille Ball, Carol Burnett, Sonia Morgan. That's like the order of things, right? I accept that. But I will say, it's getting to the point, like, maybe I don't like to see Sonya being such a drunk mess on the show anymore. You know, like, I I know there was, like, (laughs) a few seasons back where I think they basically gave her an ultimatum, and they were like, you either need to stop drinking, or you're off the show. And I think that ultimatum just went by the wayside. I'm pretty sure I heard that that was a fact, like, that producers said, you need to get your shit together and stop drinking this season. And there was one moment in there where she seemed like she got it all together, and now it's back. She's yelling about J.P. Morgan. She uh, knocks into some glass or something. Ramona yells at her, stop the drinking. Get real. Get real. When Ramona's yelling get real at you, you know you need to get real. But she punches this glass, and it looks like producers are getting her, and someone says she's taking it too far. I don't know that I want to see this side of Sonia anymore. It just happens too much. And so I want Sonia to get together. And I like Sonia when she's sober. I don't need Sonia drunk. She's so funny, just sober in, in that bed of hers or in that townhouse. But it gets a little dark-sided when I see her talking about J.P. Morgan through slurred speech at the top of her lungs. It reminded me when she was shouting about them fucking Morgan letters. You don't touch the Morgan letters. Remember she was about to kill Coco. She had the dog. Um, she had Ramona's dog, uh, in her arms and she was about to split that dog in half. It was like, it was a wishbone at that point. I mean, I remember I was on the edge of my seat worrying about that fucking dog because Sonia had the dog was so wasted and yelling about the Morgan letters. I'm like, she's going to rip that dog a half in half on camera, no less. So look, we need Sonia to get together. She needs to get real, get real. Um, So then we see a sit-down between Ebony and Ramona. Ebony says, you're gaslighting. Ramona says, you're gaslighting me. And (laughs) honestly, it looks so funny. He goes, uh, last season, I turned on Ramona. You know that. She was always my favorite housewife. And then last season, I was like, I can't deal with her anymore. I just can't handle it. She lost me with her uh, COVID protocols and with her politics and all of that stuff. It seeped into my brain a little too much. And I just, I, I turned on Ramona. But I got to be honest with you guys. I'm here to speak my truth. This trailer made me think like, okay, I'm excited to see her. Okay, is she going to be a mess and uh, politically incorrect? Of course. But a little part of me is excited to see it. So I don't know. You know, TBD. TBD with Ramona. She's got to do a lot to win me back. because She really lost me. But we'll see if that happens. Um, But I did laugh a lot. Okay, so then there's a little Luann versus Leah. That looks interesting. And we got to talk about the Heather Holla Thompson of it all. Holla! Hey, Mama! So Heather Holla Thompson is back. And from what I understand, you know, I had Heather on this show. I was on Heather's podcast. And I believe, this is my theory, I don't know this to be fact, you guys, so don't take this as fact. But I do believe she was maybe supposed to be like an official friend of. She's very heavily featured in this trailer. She seems to be at a lot of the events. If you notice, she's in the background a lot. She gets in a feud with, uh, with, uh, Leah. Leah says, you're a Karen. Do you understand what I'm saying? And Heather says, not really. You know, taking it back to Luann. Remember Luann on that trip where she fucked the married man? And then she said, uh, you know, do you care? And she goes, not really. So Heather's doing a little call back to Luann. Um, God, that was a great episode. Remember Luann had the big ass sunglasses on and the robe and her bathing suit. Ugh. Her underwear, you guys, that was great. Um. Anyway, I do believe Heather was supposed to be a larger presence, and then I think that maybe halfway through the season she just de- she leaves or something. Maybe she decides she doesn't want to film anymore. Maybe it was too much for her. I don't know. We're gonna have to wait and see. But I, I think she's gonna be a pretty large set of presence at the top of the season, and then I think maybe she goes by the wayside. We'll see. I love my Heather Ola Thompson, you guys. So I don't like to see her go. I wanted her to be around the whole season. I was hopeful she'd be an official friend of. Have they announced that yet? Maybe she still will be. I don't know. Um, Or a housewife. I would like her back as housewife. I loved her. You know, some people like her, some people don't, but I was ready for her to step in front of that red light with the hey mama and then get to work. And uh, we do see her a lot. So we'll see. We'll see. So then there's another scene where Sonia's screaming at Lou about stealing her men, which we've seen a hundred times already too, you guys. That's played out. That's played out. But did I get excited? Sure. Sure. Did I still like it? Sure. I mean, this, uh, this whole thing looks just like a redux of all the other seasons we've had of Ronnie, but you guys, I don't mind that. At this point in uh, 2021, after all we've been through, that's all I can ask for. And I was thinking about it, you guys, at the reunion, when they, uh, when we get to watch the upcoming season's reunion, we'll probably all mostly be vaccinated. So life will be so different and we'll just be able to enjoy I don't know. Maybe that's too optimistic of me, but I'm hopeful. Um, let's see. Oh, this is at the point in the trailer where the classical music comes in and Ramona and her Audrey Hepburn get up. She says, what happened to class and elegance? There's something about dicks. Luann's getting a tattoo. Sonia's punching Martin. Ramona says, elegance in class. Where did it all go? Um, and then uh, the trailer ends with Leah calling everyone a hoe. She says, you're a hoe, you're a hoe, you're a hoe. And they're all just staring at her. They're all just staring at it like, what the heck? What's going on? Why are you calling us out? And then Ramona ends it in a way that only Ramona can. She says, wow, wow. She didn't do a wow, Bethany wow, but she did give us an exasperated wow, wow, as she takes a shot in her Audrey Hepburn outfit. I'm excited. Ah, you guys, I needed them so much. You know, I feel a little off balance when Roni's not on the air. I'll be honest with you guys. I feel like my equilibrium gets off. I don't quite know where in space and time I am. And then when I see them back, it's coming back early May, and it can't come soon enough. I thought it was actually going to be later in the year. I thought Beverly Hills would come back before Roni. Not true. We're getting Rony, you guys, and I'm I'm so happy. I'm so happy. So did I miss anything else? I, we already did our, our, our IP with Dorinda. Dorinda's got a book coming out, though. We're going to uh, get a book from her so you know, hopefully Dorinda will come on the show. We'll get to chat with her because I missed her in the trailer and I'm going to miss her in the season. I'll be honest. Um, but she's, she's not there. She's maybe going to take a season off. Maybe we'll get her back in the next season, but for now, uh, for now she's not on it. You guys, we got to talk about the real house size of New Jersey, talk a little bit of Dallas. Let's take a quick break and then we'll get to those. where you shine you may not live in this house or get a ring on it but you shine shine better than any ring honey i don't know was that a compliment melissa dolores doesn't have to be taken care of by a man that's not what it's about that says a lot about you let's just be elated that dolores is so charitable and fabulous i don't know was that a compliment melissa not sure because the real houses in new jersey are at the shore i was so happy to get them there i know these episodes uh, this episode was great, but I think next week's episode is supposed to be really, really amazing. And I cannot wait. Uh, but uh, they weren't at the shore yet. At the start of the episode, Jennifer puked uh, all over her foyer and Bill's car, and she was cleaning it up. We saw her with the map, which I was shocked to see her with the map. I don't believe that she's ever actually cleaned that foyer, to be honest with you guys. <laughs> I think somebody else went through and cleaned it. And then the production crew came over, and she's like, let me get the map, pretend I'm cleaning, you know, so we can get the... We can get this storyline out, (laughs) but I I don't believe it. I think it's all set up in stage for the camera and it's what it is, you know, but I I don't believe that she even owned the mop. I think she had to ask maybe one of the cleaning people, like, can I borrow the mop for this scene? And could you imagine whoever was cleaning that house, you know, whoever her cleaning person is, I uh, had to just give her a mop to pretend she cleans. And that cleaning person probably was thinking, you know, you never clean this house. I always do it. I bet you that cleaning person was livid. Maybe I'm making this all up in my head, but I do believe there's a pissed off cleaning woman that is so, uh, so angry at Jennifer for pretending she cleans that foyer when I don't believe she cleaned up that puke at all. I don't. I bet that, but there was another woman who did it. Um, then we cut to Frankie and Frank. Apparently these two. We see them at Dolores' house or the, uh, the her boyfriend's house. You, I get unclear with these houses; it's very confusing to me. Dolores' boyfriend's got one house, she's in another. But then Frank and Frank's Jr. are living at the boyfriend's house, and Dolores isn't. You guys, I don't get it. I can't even understand like who's living in what fucking house. I should know that. I take notes on these shows, but I can't keep it straight. If if I was if I was truly stuck, a uh, gun to my head, and somebody asked me like, "Can you figure out where Dolores lives?" I'd say no. I can't figure it out. Unclear. Um, But they were sitting somewhere in a house. Maybe it was their house. Maybe it was Melissa's house, a production person's house. I don't know. But they were in a house, and Frankie and Frank Jr. say they compare stories about sex, and I need to hear these stories. Can we publish a book? Can they have a podcast or something where the two of them just... Tell sex stories. I would listen to that. You know, all these housewives and people in these universe—they all like to start a podcast. We know there's 101 podcasts by everyone that's ever been on Bravo. Me and you know, me i have never been on Bravo, but me included. You know, everyone wants the podcast, and I support them all. But the one I would really support is uh, Frankie and Frank Jr. talking about sex stories. Give it to me. It could be like, call your daddy, or call. they could call it, call me daddy, or whatever. I don't know. I'm spitballing here, but I would like to hear them talk about their sex lives. Is there something like that we can do? I don't know. Let's figure it out. Uh, Gabby, Dolores' daughter, comes home. Love her. And they're all eating shrimp. And did you guys hear about the cinnamon toast crunch and the shrimp? Let me just back up here. So Topanga's husband, you know, Boy Meets World Topanga, her husband, open up some cinnamon toast crunch— and they were little shrimp tails, and um, I guess it was like rat shit or something. That's what they found in the Cinnamon Toast Crunch, you guys. Now, I'm not a big cereal eater, although I do like there's this Dunkaroos cereal. They sent me some, and I honestly legit liked it. If you see it at the store, get it. I thought it was delicious. I mean, it tastes like pure sugar, but it's still good. Uh, Anyway, I couldn't imagine opening up my Dunkaroos cereal and just seeing some uh, shrimp tails and some rat shit. I mean, honestly, how does that even happen and get into there? I don't get it. But it's just they're in the factory and somebody was just eating shrimp on the line. I've worked in factories before, you guys. But growing up my whole life, I worked in a factory. Odd fact about me, you guys probably didn't know, but I worked in a factory. And never once were we allowed to just like eat our lunch at the line. Like I would be putting caps on bottles. Like I wasn't Able to have shrimp, and even if I was able to like eat my lunch, like who has shrimp for lunch or dinner at the line? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. How it just ended up in some cinnamon toast crunch with the rat shit? Was it rat shit? Maybe I'm getting that wrong. I think my boyfriend told me it was rat shit, but I don't get how somebody was just working in a factory and dropped in the shrimp tails. Doesn't make any sense. Um, so that's all I was thinking when they had that shrimp at the island. Um, Dolores is apparently getting an award for breast cancer awareness. And I want to take a moment to say it's colorectal cancer awareness month too, right now. And I've told you guys on the uh, show before, I had my first uh, colonoscopy last year. They found some cancerous polyps. Luckily I went in early, you know, I had all these other health issues. So I just sort of accidentally ended up at a colonoscopy. Um, but come to find out my family has a history of colon cancer that I didn't even know it's passed down. So I just want to encourage you all. Just take a moment. I'm going to get on my high horse. Talk to your doctor. Talk to your family, to Find out if your family has any history of colon cancer. And talk to your doctor, if you can. And uh, get a colonoscopy. They recommend it. You know, I don't want to give the wrong facts. I believe they recommend it in men around 45. But if you have a family history, they recommend it much earlier. And if you have some other health issues, you might want to get it earlier. So I hate to preach, but go get checked. It can save your life. It can truly save your life. So, go get checked, talk to the doc, talk to your family. Okay, off my high horse. I'm proud of Dolores, though, for getting that award. Although I did think it was like kind of rude. I played that clip at the beginning of the Jersey recap of Melissa saying, like, well, you can't get a man or whatever. <laughs> you can't get a man or a ring, but you can at least get this award. And I was like, proud of Dolores. She's doing great work with breast cancer. We don't always see that. I would like to see a little bit more of the charity on Jersey because even Margaret was doing that thing with, wasn't she making like capes or something for kids? I want to see a little bit more of the charity. I don't need it all the whole episode, but, you know, I'd like to see, and I would like some of the other women to maybe step up and do some charity on the show, too, if they can. Um, let's see. Uh, Gia and the girls are all sitting around. Gia pops Melania's pimples, and they call dad. That was a lot for me to handle. You guys, some people like to see that pimple popping. You know, there's that whole show, Dr. Pimple Popper. I don't need to see that. I'm not interested. If it's one thing if it's on my own face, but I don't need to see other people popping pimples. It's gross. But Gia just did it right on camera to Melania, and Tree's like, Ah! <laughs> Teresa. Um, and then they call the dad, and the dad, Joe Giudice, is doing uh, some sex toys. He didn't fight for anything in the divorce. Good for him. I was happy. I was. Did he send his wife to prison at some point? Sure. But I was very happy that he didn't fight for anything in the divorce. And... um And Teresa, she wants to support it because Joe, she knows, is going to be in the girls' lives for the rest of their lives. And so she wants him to have success. So I thought it was great of Teresa to support the sex toy business. And uh, good for that. Good for that. Also, you guys, they showed the no-no flashbacks. Uh, That was horrible, wasn't it? It was so hard to watch. They had to do a small funeral ceremony because it happened at the beginning of uh, covid Joe on the phone said that was during the, the bad period of COVID. And I was like thinking in my head, like they're still in the bad period of COVID, <laughs> like as they're filming this scene, but that's a detail for another time. Uh, but it was just terrible to see, uh, you guys, I love No No. I loved Remember when he would cook that octopus at 7 a.m.? God bless him. God bless him. That was sad. And Teresa said something about feeling like an orphan. Felt so terrible for her. Then we cut back to Dolores's David couldn't be there for accepting the award. Now, Dolores says, normally when they present the award, it's at a big event. But because of COVID, it's just a private thing. And then her next sentence is, so I'm going to have a big party tonight for it. <laughs> so she's, she said she can't accept it at a big event because of COVID. But then she says, I'm going to have a big party for it. And then everyone shows up for this party. And uh, look, Margaret says, uh, it brings up Jennifer the Jennifer drinking thing. She says she has flashbacks of her mom. And I got Jennifer got really, really drunk, but she was fine. I think Jennifer just had a fun day. I could see how that could be triggering to someone who has alcoholism in their family or alcohol issues in their family. But I do think Jennifer just had one day. I think if we see Jennifer act like that a million times on the show, that could be a problem. But Sonia has been getting drunk like that for years. And honestly, we all laugh at it. So I'm not saying that we should laugh at it, though. I'm saying we should all take it more seriously. But for Jennifer, it was just this one time. So we'll see how it goes. I don't think that Jennifer has any sort of drinking problem, at least to my eyes from what I've seen. You know, she seems to got it together. Um, What else happens? Uh, Dolores says she doesn't want to live with someone. So that's the reason why she says she doesn't care if she lives at that house. She's like, I like being on my own. And none of them believe it. Uh, Then they all get ready for the Jersey Shore. Jackie says she's coming. Uh, Evan's only coming for one night and. You guys, here's the thing. At the beginning of the season I started, I was actually on Jackie's side with the whole thing, with the Teresa and the analogy thing. And now I flipped. I flipped. You see, we switch. Now I flipped because she didn't want to film, and I don't like a housewife that doesn't want to film. There was like a couple episodes she didn't show up, and now she's saying she's going to the shore to finally show up for filming, but Evan's only coming for one day. And I know Evan's not a main cast member, but I need these people to film. If you're not interested in filming, I get that. I get why somebody wouldn't want to be on a TV show. But you need to get in there and get in front of the camera, whether you like it or not. He said he's only coming for one night. I was mad about it. I'm not over that. I'm not over that. Um, Jennifer then makes a big deal on the way to the Jersey Shore about Joe B also hearing the rumor about Jackie. But I think Joe B. just sort of heard it in the house. You know, I thought that's what I gathered. I don't think he actually heard it around town, but they're going to make a big deal out of it. And I'm sort of tired of this storyline. I need to move on from it. Uh, Luckily, Margaret introduces her uh, another storyline going on with her. She says her and her dog, Bella, uh, both have a UTI. (laughs) I love when somebody just is like, yeah, I have a UTI, you know. At least being honest about it. She says, birds of a feather regarding her and the dog who has a UTI. And, (laughs) uh, you guys, uh, makes me laugh. Anyway, Margaret says uh, she has a good chance for a breakdown uh, on the trip. She's like, I'm going through a lot. of good chance I'm going to have a breakdown here at the Jersey Shore. And I thought, same, Margaret. That's how I'm feeling these days. Then we cut to Dolores' house. Uh, at the Jersey Shore. They show flashbacks of Teresa and Joe Gorga. I love when they show them with the big hair in the 80s or 90s or whatever. Well, I don't know what era that was when they had all the big hair and the leopard print bikinis. I guess for them, it's any era. But uh, you know, honestly, I love seeing those flashback photos. And then uh, Teresa gathers everyone around to give them the dildos and Joe Gorga's face when Teresa, his sister, was handing out the sex toys was something that I'll remember forever. I loved it. He was so surprised. He's like, what are you doing with that? Like, he didn't understand. <laughs> and then, you guys, Teresa hands it to Jackie. She says, it's kind of big. I don't know if it's going to fit up your ass. See, as much as I was uh, team Jackie earlier in the season, now I'm team Teresa. She's really giving it to us. Good TV. That's how you make a good reality show. You give another cast member a dildo, and you say, how's it going to fit up your ass? That's TV, ladies and gentlemen. And I shouldn't have to explain that this many seasons in, but I'm going to need all the wives to take that energy that Teresa gave us with those dildos, and apply it to your own role on these shows across the board. If any housewives are listening to me, that's the kind of action you need to do. And DeAndre did it this week too on Dallas. We'll get there. But DeAndre brought this necklace back to that she got from uh, Brandy when they were doing the ghost hunting, and that's the kind of energy you need to bring to these shows. You got to get with it. Got to get with it. So then they sit for dinner, and Teresa says to Joe, you need to take your words back about the divorce being final, because Joe, my ex-husband, didn't ask for anything. And then Joe Gorga is like, well, your husband, he did basically send you to prison, and he put an article about me, uh, about having dirt on me. And Teresa says uh, to Melissa, shut up. Melissa's sort of sticking up for Joe Gorga. And look, uh, even though Teresa and Joe Giudice are not together, I think she's very loyal to that man. And I don't think we're going to get her bad-mouthing him um, as much as maybe she should. You know, at this point, after this man, he's not even in the country. I understand supporting the dildo business or whatever those uh, vibrators are. But I don't think that she should stick up with him over the brother. You know, I do sort of side with Joe Gorga and Melissa on this one i do i can't help it uh theresa then uh starts yelling about joe b and she's on a roll margaret calls her out for yelling and margaret's like you need to calm it down margaret uh then tells jennifer who chimes in and is like i heard that joe b your husband heard the rumor about jackie's husband and margaret tells her to shut the fuck up then margaret tells Teresa to shut the fuck up and you guys all chaos is breaking loose and Jackie says something to Teresa, like, you treat me like an asshole. And then Teresa asks the whole table. She says, I don't treat you like an asshole. And then Jackie's like, you treat everyone like an asshole. And Teresa says, do I treat all the rest of you like an asshole? And basically they're all like, yeah. <laughs> Dolores and, and Jennifer say no. But then Melissa's like, well, you did tell everyone I was a stripper. And then they show the flashback footage. And then Margaret says, well, you did did. Tell someone to pull my hair and yank my hair out. And then they show the flashback footage. You guys, it's great. I love when those editors, those brilliant, beautiful Bravo editors, they just trolled her. And let's see. It all seems like it could be coming to a head and then I'm thinking they're going to resolve it, but then they don't. Because Teresa says, I'm a confident person. I like other confident people. And Jackie says, did you get that confidence in jail? That's when Teresa walks out. And you guys, that is a low blow. Is it a fact? Sure. But Jackie does those low blows, and so of course she knows. That's the part where I have trouble siding with Jackie because she she knows what she's. She's smart enough to know that she's doing that to push Teresa's buttons and to like really dig it in her. And I think when Teresa is like really mean to Jackie, I I don't know if she's as aware of it. Does that make any sense? I don't know. But I flip-flop? I'm going to feel differently in five minutes, you guys. So, uh, what else? Then Teresa walks out to be continued. To be continued. And in the episode I watched, I didn't see any uh, coming attractions. So, I don't know what happens next week. We'll see. Um, Anyway, you guys, that's Jersey. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Dallas, shall we? All right. A few thoughts on Dallas. First of all, Deandra was on the podcast last week. I think it was a great interview. If you haven't listened to it, I really do think it's fantastic. And you guys know I didn't really care for Deandra, And we talked about that at the end of the interview. I thought we had a really interesting moment where, you know, I said, I was like, you know, I was not a fan of yours. And she had, we had a nice conversation. I thought it was very interesting, too, about, we talked about the Jen of it all. Because Jen, this woman, keeps showing up to these events. But then she doesn't get any airtime. This week was the first time I think I even really heard her speak. She said that she was getting a mommy makeover. She said it to Tiffany. And regarding her labia, she said, I have a gobbler. And (laughs) I hate even saying those words, you guys. I'm sorry. Um, But she did say she had a gobbler. And then they showed a flashback of Brandy also saying she had a gobbler. And that's when Jen Davis said, I have a gobbler, too. And I've never really heard it explained like that, like a gobbler. But here we are. Now I'm getting it. And then Jen Davis says, snip, snip, curtain trim, which I would like that on a T-shirt or a pillow or something. Jen Davis's only line this uh, season, she said, snip, snip, curtain trim. I think those were her exact words regarding her labia surgery. <laughs> regarding her gobbler, she said, snip, snip, curtain trim. Um So I don't know. Can we get that? Some, a pillow, a candle or something? I don't know. We get the merch on the line. Um, but so that's her only really moment this season that they've even shown her or, or given her a moment on the mic. And that confuses me because it's like, that's the Bravo editors trolling her too, right? Like they haven't shown her once. They've cut all of her audio from the rest of the season, but they kept that in. Maybe they just thought it was irresistible, but I need more answers. DeAndre did talk about it a little bit though, and I found that fascinating. So, Again, listen to that interview with DeAndre if you're interested. Uh, Stephanie, this episode, she got the Locker Project done. She took a private jet to go check out the Locker Project. It looked beautiful. She did a good job. I don't like the husband. I'll be honest. I don't like this Travis. And I hate that these women always have to be like, you know, you really bugged me when you were so mean to me. And then the husband's like, yeah, I'm sorry. It just feels like I'm watching, I don't know, like a 1950s sitcom or something. I'm like... Do men really act like that nowadays? And if they do, you need to leave them, ladies. You know, ladies, am I right? You got to leave these men. If they're acting like Travis on The Real Housewives of Dallas, you got to leave them. Because this is not a man. And we saw, I don't know if you guys saw the news, Brandy's husband was caught on video with another woman. No one knows when it's from, but it sort of resurfaced, I think, last week we didn't get to talk about on the show, but he was just caught flirting with another woman and in her ear. And it doesn't really matter to me when it's from. It looked inappropriate. And where there's smoke, there's fire. And also, I don't believe... I sort of am of the belief if this happens once, it's going to happen again, especially if these men are doing it on a crowded dance floor at a club. That's where this video was taken from. I don't know. But I am I look at these men in Dallas, and it just... they bug me so much. And court, too, with Cam's court. And you know I like Cam, but like... That court, I don't like this whole idea of like, I'm hiding things from you. And, and at one point Cam said she gets like an allowance from court and it just all feels so like dated and backwards. And I understand you share finances. The whole part about Cameron not knowing the utility bills, like that part I understood because in a couple of relationships, like you, some, sometimes one person pays one bill you're not aware of and the other, another one. So I understood that. But I don't get the whole allowance thing. And she's like, court sees a $5,000 thing and then calls me up and says, what are you spending on? And if I tell him it's the kids, he's okay with that. It just all feels like so gross. Uh, I feels so gross. Remember Brittany and Jax used to be like that on Vanderpump Rules a little bit? It was like all those dated things. and I don't know. Maybe I'm just um, naive and think that people aren't like that anymore. But apparently they are. So when I saw Stephanie and the husband, Travis, and she's got a, like. It almost feels like Stephanie's got to, like, beg for that approval from this man, Travis, who, you know, the human track over there. She's got to beg for his approval. I mean, like, uh, to what end? To what end? I don't even know if that makes sense. But to what end are we doing this? I'm just upset. I'm upset about the whole Travis. And they were on that private chat. I was getting so mad at them. So mad at them. What else is going on? Oh, they do a luau. I love Hawaii, you guys. That's where I'm excited to go to most. After this pandemic, right when I get that vaccine, I'm headed off to Maui, going to the Andads or the Four Seasons. I don't care. I'm going. I'm going. Um, But they do love a Hawaii—I do love a Hawaii theme, and they have a Hawaii a party that Tiffany plans, and they have a fire dancer she got from Craigslist. It was great. There was this moment, though, I want to talk about where uh, Tiffany decided to get the nunchucks and do sort of like a— I don't know what you would call it, I guess a performance. What was she doing? I'm not sure what she was doing. She was doing like a performance. That's the best way I could describe it. But she didn't have them lit on fire. She's like, someone come light these, like she said as a joke. And then Carrie, Carrie Burningham, she grabs like the the big ass lighter that looked like a I don't know, a torch or whatever I don't know what it was. And she just started chasing Tiffany around the grounds and You guys, I kind of feel like she could maybe murder Tiffany. I mean, maybe maybe that's crazy of me. But every episode, we saw her just, like, push her in the pool. And now we see her chasing around with this big uh, stick thing or fire or whatever the fuck that was. And I'm kind of like, Carrie, like, calm down. I would be scared of her if I was Tiffany because Tiffany's got to watch her back. She's always running from Carrie, who's throwing her in a thing. It reminds me of like a middle school bully or something who just pushes you around the playground. It's like, that's what Carrie does to Tiffany. And Tiffany's running around. She's like, what the fuck's going on? Carrie's just a lot. She's a lot. Now look, we got to talk about the Brandy DeAndre of it all with the religion. Now, Brandy said she didn't like the Darren said something about an out of body experience. And that's when she says something about the devil came in. And I'll be honest, every time I hear these arguments, I honestly almost think they're gonna like have a laugh afterwards and say like they were joking because it all sounds so absurd to me. Like Brandy thought that the devil came in when they were doing meditation. And then DeAndra's defense too, where she's like, Well, you know, you were with ghosts, and that's when the real devil comes in, when the Ouija board's out. It's like I I'm like, what are these people? Are these people for real? Like, I don't understand this about Christianity. And I was raised Catholic, by the way, guys. You know, I went to Catholic grade school. So I'm not uh, unfamiliar with uh, Catholicism or Christianity. Um, But this is not the things that I was taught. So I'm not sure. It's all very insane to me. And DeAndre, when they're talking at the table about the devil and the meditation, and DeAndre says, I've been on several journeys with you. And then Brandy says, I respect people's journeys and what they're going through. And they're just arguing about journeys and religion. I was like, what is happening? And then Brandy, who's been consistently the worst this season, consistently the worst. I mean, every single episode, I think. Yep, yeah, she's the worst again. Um, she does say, I normally pray to the Lord first before meditation and things like that. So she's judging. She's And then DeAndre's like, oh, you prayed first before you did. we did the ghost hunting or whatever? Brandy's like, yeah, I prayed then. Bullshit. It's all bull. It's all crazy. Like it's crazy. I don't understand it. Support all your religions out there. You know, I'm happy if you want to practice religion, but let's stop making things up. I mean, these are crazy ideas here. Um, Deandra then brought out the necklace from when they were conjuring the spirits, and that was a good petty house side move. I really support that. Bravo, Deandra. Um, Five stars to you this week. Um, Brandy said she doesn't. Brandy, this is, okay, so they talk about that ghost hunting. And Brandy says she doesn't ask to see ghosts. It just happens. And I wrote my notes a big, what? What? A big Oprah, what? I don't understand that. So she's now, she's saying she sees ghosts. So she's like um, a medium or something. She's like the Long Island medium, except for Brandy. I don't get it. I don't believe it either. I don't believe she actually sees ghosts. Maybe that's me being skeptical. But I don't believe that she's just checking in with ghosts all the time. Like a fucking ghostbuster, Brandy is. I don't believe it. And then Brandy's mentioned Astrogliding and they're all like, What the fuck are you talking about? Astroglide? Like um and then DeAndre's like, Did you mean astro projection? And then Brandy's like got this look on her face, like she did just see a ghost. You know, when she corrects her. And then Stephanie, of course, takes that opportunity to talk about getting it up the butt from Travis, which she's done a 100 times on the show. You know, I love my stuff, but I've really turned on her this season. And every time she brings up getting it up the butt from Travis, it's like every episode, that's her only storyline. I know she unveiled the lockers this episode, which was really great charity work. Not trying to shade Stephanie. I know you're all gonna get mad. Don't DM me and say, you're all gonna get mad I'm shading Stephanie. Um, but you got to admit there's been at least six episodes of this program where she talks about getting it up the butt i've heard about her anal so many times i mean enough is enough i don't need to hear about stephanie getting up the butt from shrek all the time every episode she said i know astroglide or whatever it's like okay we get it it's like she, every time then brandy's husband's um Oh, no, I wrote in my notes about the husband's video resurface. We already talked about that. Then, oh, speaking of religion, Carrie, um, she mentions the nine commandments. And I just wrote, then they argue over the commandments of what they are. And I just wrote in my notes, I hate this show. So <laughs> that's what I wrote. Regarding Dallas, I just wrote in big, bold letters, I hate this show. And look, do I love it sometimes? Of course I do. Um, but there are moments where I'm watching it and I'm just thinking, wow, I hate them all. You know, and I don't hate them all, you guys. I don't hate anyone really. Um, but that's the episode this week. Next week, we have a sit down with Mama D and Tiffany, which looks thrilling. Those are my two favorite characters on the show, Mama D and Tiff. So I'm excited for that. Then uh, Court and Cam go to the dream house. And it looks like there's a breaking of the fourth wall with the Brandy video that comes up. So I'm excited to see that play out. Um, so do I hate the show? Yes. Do I love it? Of course. We feel both ways. We're all multidimensional people. And uh, you guys, with that said, I want to say thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. I love you. I hope you're all staying safe. I want to remind everyone, find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino. Um, I have a lot. Uh, I, I mentioned I'm a little overwhelmed with work stuff. So just want to explain. When you guys see maybe uh, more guests on the show than usual – I try to do that because I either have to take off um, because I'm I'm working on a couple of other projects at the time. Um, so I can pre-record the interviews, which really helps. So if you see it's like a couple, a week or two of like a lot of guests, that's usually because I'm just super busy and it's uh, easier for me to do that than not release episodes at all. I also really love talking to these people. I want to be honest with you guys. I love talking to these people and, and getting to the bottom of it. But um, just want to let you know. And speaking of worry, you guys, I got my meditation cards, which we've been doing these at the end of the episodes. They're just, uh, they're called I am everything affirmation cards. You can buy them online somewhere. I'm not sure where, but I want to read one today. So this one is just a little mantra to remind yourself, Uh, I am worry free. I release worry over things I cannot control. Instead, I choose to focus on things that are pleasing to me. When I release worry, I allow room for solutions to enter my life. I am worry free. So remind yourself, I am worry free. You guys stay safe. Love you. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk early next week. And thank you all so much for listening. Go to everythingiconic.store.